You can go to Sunday school and you can go to Bible school. You can go to seminary. You can become very knowledgeable of the Word of God. But if Jesus is truly not in your heart, and He's not Lord of your life, you'll become just like Herod. You'll become like the Pharisees and the chief priests and the scribes. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's good to have you with us today for our continued focus on God's plan of salvation. As Raul explores the faith journey of ancient wise men who followed a star to find a Savior, we'll come face to face with our own response to Jesus. We hope you'll keep listening to meditate on the meanings behind the Magi's gifts given to a baby in recognition of his unique identity. Today's lesson is titled, The Christmas Story. Join us in the book of Matthew. Let me begin this morning by reading chapter 2, and we're going to be coming back and expounding on the Christmas story. We're going to be talking about his mission and why he came. Let me begin reading chapter 2, verse 1. And now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, both wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all of the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he inquired of them where this Christ was to be born. And so they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophets in Micah 5.2. But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler or a governor who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them the time the start appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over them where the young child was. And when they saw the star... They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young man with Mary, his mother, and fell down and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. And so we have the story of Christmas given to us by Matthew. But this morning we want to kind of understand the mission that was accomplished by Jesus here on earth. 
First of all, he was actually to introduce a new covenant. Getting rid of the old and bringing in the new. According to Jeremiah the prophet 31, 31 through 34, he said this, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in that day that I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, Though I was a husband to them, saith the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I, God, will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. So the prophecies by the prophets declare of the coming redemption for the nation of Israel. Secondly, Jesus Christ was to come and to proclaim the gospel. Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, 750 years before it happened, he said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me, Jesus, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion and to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Not only the proclamation of the gospel, but he was to bring peace upon this earth, according again to Isaiah chapter 9, 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. For that time forward, even forever, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this thing. Fourthly, he was to come and to die for men's sin. Again, Isaiah the prophet proclaims it in Isaiah 53, 4 through 6. Surely... He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And all we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
And when you go to the scriptures and you study the scriptures, like we have this morning here in Matthew chapter 2, we have the complete Christmas story given to us by Matthew himself. Notice first of all in chapter 2, beginning with verses 1 and 2, the introduction to the wise men. There are three major things here in verses 1 and 2 that we're going to be dealing with. First of all, he says that now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. First of all, we have the place of his birth, speaking of Bethlehem. Secondly, we have those men that came to seek Jesus Christ, the wise men. And then thirdly, we have the men that wanted to destroy Christ, Herod the king. Let's begin by looking at the wise men. According to tradition and history, these were actually men of the east. They came from Babylon. It seems from the report here by the Holy Spirit that somehow they had gotten a hold of the scriptures. Maybe the book of Daniel. Because Daniel was in actual Babylon. And they had the scriptures recognizing that the scriptures were speaking about a king that was to be born at this particular time. And they had traveled from a long ways. These wise men, which we translate the word wise men to magi. It doesn't really refer to a bunch of magicians, but they were scholars, they were astrologers. They studied the stars. And in the stars, the gospel message was written. I think this is important. Many times we can come to church and maybe we just come to not only sing the songs and hear the message, but if we're not really seeking God, then we can't really find Him. He wants us to seek Him. And he wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Just like these Magi's came to Jerusalem and they came to Bethlehem. There were not three Magi's that actually came. But they usually traveled by 70 to 200. They would come. And they would travel in a caravan. And they would come with camels. And these men had come specifically to Bethlehem as Micah 5.2 made the proclamation that this is where Jesus Christ, the King of the Jews, would be born. Now remember also that these Magis were actually Gentiles, not Jews. So the gospel was given to the Jew, but the Jew rejected it. And the gospel message was given to the Gentiles as we see that here. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to pause just a moment to remind you that we're here to help you grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with the Lord. You can find out more about the ministry when you visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You'll also find a wealth of Bible-based resources on our free app available on our website. Now let's get back to more of the lesson, The Christmas Story. Those Magi's, when they came to Jesus, and the reason we usually see in the nativity scene three kings, is because of the three gifts that were given to the child, Jesus. 
But as you study divinely what was given to Jesus, it spoke first of all that he was a true king. The goal spoke of his deity. That he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That he was God. When he gave him the frankincense, it spoke of Jesus Christ becoming not only a high priest, but the intercessor for us. He came to intercede for you and me. And then when they gave him the myrrh, it spoke of his divine death, that he would not only be born, but that he would die for the sins of the world. That's the story behind Christmas. As Jesus Christ came, and the wise men from the east came, seeking him to worship him. Now they came to the location called Bethlehem, which is about six miles south of Jerusalem. And it's interesting because the word Bethlehem is a very interesting word in the Greek. It actually means the house of bread. Because in John chapter 6.48, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And so we see that Bethlehem was a divine place chosen by God for Jesus Christ to be born. Secondly, Bethlehem also was the home of Boaz and Naomi and Ruth. We find that in the book of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. And Ruth became the grandmother of David. As David would not only be born and would be actually part of the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ruth is one of the women in the beginning of the book of Matthew in the genealogies. Speaking of God's grace and God's love and God's mercies. And Bethlehem also was the birthplace of David, which sometimes in the scriptures we call it, which is actually called the city of David the king. And so we see that Bethlehem is a very important place for Christ to be born. Not only that, but as we see now, this guy by the name of Herod. Herod, first of all, was not a Jew. He was actually an Edomite. And so when you talk about Herod, you actually have a picture in the Old Testament of the old struggle between the flesh and the spirit. The carnal motive and the godly versus the worldly. When you study the life of Herod. And so we see here in verses 1 and 2 again of chapter 2. He says again, saying, where is he? Who has been born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east. And we have come to worship him. Notice that definitely the wise men did not come to worship Mary. They came to worship Jesus. For he is the only one that deserves all honor and glory and worship. When you think about it. These men had traveled for miles as true seekers of God. Coming not only to receive Christ into their lives, but coming with three great gifts that they brought to the Son of God. Speaking of His deity, speaking of intercessor, and speaking of His death one day that He would rise and He would fall for the sins of the world. And then secondly, we see in verse 3 and 4, the king Herod not only is introduced but look at his reaction and the people's reaction in verse 3 and 4. And when Herod the king heard these things, 
he was troubled. And of course all Jerusalem was troubled with him. And then when they had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Now, what I find interesting is that they came to the scholars of that time, theologians. And Herod came. You know where he's going to be born. Can you definitely tell me where Jesus of Nazareth is going to be born? And they could point out to Herod exactly the prophecies where Jesus Christ would be born. But what I find amazing that even though they knew the scriptures, they did not know Jesus Christ. There are people I tell in the church today, people that know the scriptures, but they do not have a personal relationship with Christ. That's a dangerous place to be in. Because you can go to Sunday school and you can go to Bible school, You can go to seminary. And you can become very knowledgeable of the word of God. But if Jesus is truly not in your heart. And he's not Lord of your life. You'll become just like Herod. You'll become like the Pharisees. And the chief priests and the scribes. He came into his own. And his own received him not. The Jews denied him. Do worship. That he had coming. And so we see this great event taking place. And then verses 5 through 6. We see the wise men's knowledge of Jesus Christ. That even though these men were not Jews. But they were Gentiles. They knew the scriptures. They had been reading their Bible. And they knew that the Bible was true. Listen to what he says. Verse 5. And so they said to him. In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophets, Micah 5.2, But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler or a governor who will shepherd my people Israel. Notice that. They came to inquire and it was written in the scriptures. The knowledge was there and given to them. And then verses 7 through 8 We see King Herod's deception now. Notice. And then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them the time that the star appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Look, why don't you go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Notice the deception of Herod. Think of how many people are like Herod. They really don't want to worship Christ. But they want to destroy the work of Christ. Herod was only interested in one thing. Finding out who was trying to take over his throne. And then viciously. He would not only gather together a bunch of troops. But he would send them. And they would wipe out little children under two years of age. He would totally wipe them out. And it would not just be Herod's idea. But it was prophesied in the Old Testament. That this it was, was going to happen. We see it there in chapter 2 verse 17. He says, Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. Jeremiah thirty-one fifteen. A voice heard in Ramah. Lamentation and weeping. Great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children. Refusing to be comforted. Because they were no more. 
You see, everything that came to pass was written in the scriptures. Matthew is covered with scripture. Covered with prophecies from the Old Testament that are being fulfilled at the time that Jesus Christ came into the world. So Herod's inquisition was not truthful. Herod's command was actually deceitful. Why? Because when they would find the child and they would inform him of the child, what would he do? He would betray them and he would kill the child. But you see, because the wise men were walking in the Spirit and were actually being led by God, they had discernment concerning Herod. Look what he says in the next couple of verses now. As we look at verses 9 through 11. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. Notice this star led them to that. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. To me, it's always amazing when people are true seekers of God. And the first thing that happens is when you're truly seeking the Lord and you find Him, what do you find? Great joy in our hearts. Why? Because He saves you. He gives you eternal life. That's what Christ has come to do. He's come to give you eternal life. And this is what the wise men found when they came. They were not only led by the Holy Spirit, but they were led by the star. And as they were led to Jesus, when they came to Jesus Christ, notice their reaction in verses 11 and 12. He says, And when they had come into the house, immediately they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down, and they worshiped Mary. Is that what it says? No. I want you to see that. They did not worship Mary at all. They worship Jesus. We must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Notice that. Well, we hope the faith of the Magi has inspired you to worship at Jesus' feet, calling on Him as your Savior and Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Maybe you've heard something today that's been especially helpful. You can get your own copy of the message for a contribution of $5 or more. Call 800-634-9165 and ask for today's study, The Christmas Story. We'd also like to tell you about a resource providing further assurance of Jesus' ability to free you from sin. Simply titled, Salvation, Rawls 4CD Audio Pack firmly establishes why the world needed a rescuer and why Jesus of Nazareth is that Savior. You'll see that when you come to Him in repentance and surrender, He'll give you a fresh start. So don't wait. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to purchase Rawls' four-part salvation study. We'll send you this collection for a gift of $18 or more. Our number again is 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio. P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
Never before has it been so easy to get Rawls Teaching to take with you. Whether you're a daily commuter or you're in your home environment, the Somebody Loves You Radio podcast is a great way to listen to these programs on your schedule. It's also a convenient way to hear a particular series from beginning to end. Check out our podcast when you visit Spotify or iTunes and start listening today. We always count it an honor to be a source of understanding when it comes to God's Word. That wouldn't be possible without your financial contributions. Thank you for being a partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. We hope you'll join us again next time for more from this series centered on God's saving love. Your heart will be lifted as we explore how a tiny baby born in an animal manger had the power and authority to bring eternal hope to the world. Here's Roll once again with a closing comment. And they worshiped Jesus. And when they had opened their treasures, they were so excited, they presented gifts to Him. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Notice that. The three gifts that spoke of His deity, as in assessor, and of His death. That one day Jesus Christ would die. For the sins of the world. And this is what it's all about. And then I love how God leads the wise men in verse 12. And then being divinely warned in a dream. The wise men. That they should not return to Herod. They departed from their own country another way. Notice that. The Holy Spirit warning them. Keeping them. Watching over them. Why? Because they came to seek the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. All deception was taken away. And the true King of Kings came into their lives. And they accepted Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. And that's what Christmas is all about today. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.